A very good evening, warm welcome to a Friday evening on Instagram Live with the Dan Nichols Show. Thank you for joining us on what is a big weekend for South African rugby. The Curry Cup, in very different circumstances, is getting underway at semi-final stage tomorrow. Bulls versus Lions, the first game. Bulls at home, a win puts them into the final of the Curry Cup. And then it is down to Cape Town for what could be the last ever game played at Newlands. Because if the Bulls win the home semi-final, then they get the final of ever wins. And then if the Sharks manage to beat the Stormers, or if the Stormers win, but the Bulls have already won, then it is either Loftus or Durban for that final. So it could be the last game at DHL Newlands before they head off to the new DHL Stadium just down the road. A new era for South African rugby. And uh, that uh, just adds a little bit extra to the game that plays out this weekend already. Uh, Sean Everett, the coach of the Sharks, talking about being uh, wanting to be the, the last team ever to win at Newlands, which I think might just give a little bit more motivation to that DHL Stormers team, which is why we've got one of the DHL Stormers with us. He is uh, he's a former guest on the show in studio. He's always got a smile on his face. Unless he's got ball tucked under his arm and is running over some poor hapless scrum half or fullback who happens to be in his way. He is a springbok. He's a member of the front row and he's become a good mate over the Ascara into Benny. He'll be joining us in just a moment. He's just uh, finishing off a four-hour wait session in preparation for storming off the bench tomorrow and taking on the best that the Sharks can throw at him. Uh, won't be the crowds we would have liked, won't be the, uh, the massive numbers, and I suspect there'll be rather a lot of people watching on television and, uh, and cheering on. Uh, what's become a really big rivalry, Sharks versus Stormers. A lot of players from both sides have got a bit of history uh, with the other team, particularly some of the, the current of the Sharks, looking at uh, uh, guys like Nochi, who's up there, uh, a couple of guys out on the wing, Corbus uh, van Veik, uh, a few guys who've uh, got memories of Cape Town up in Urban and would, would certainly like to put one over uh, the, uh, the Stormers. I think we have got scurrying in after a, an aggressive session of bench pressing uh, and ready to help see us into the weekend. Uh, and there we go. Look, he's even got the vest on because those guns are just too big for the official <laughs> Stormers t-shirt. Scarring to Bernie, good evening. Evening, evening, Dan. How are you doing? Uh, I'm always good. One of my favourite smiles in sport. It's uh, it's always permanent. Welcome. Lovely to see you. It's been a been a little while. How's Scarring to Benny doing? How are you feeling? Are you full of excitement? Yeah, no, I'm excited. I'm feeling good. Um, yeah, as you mentioned earlier, off the bench uh, tomorrow. Um, but yeah, I'm feeling good. Sorry to keep you waiting today. Um, I was just, just, just literally got home. Um, but yeah, otherwise, I'm excited for tomorrow. It's, I mean, a lot of emotion and a lot of, a lot of stuff behind it. But I'm sure we'll chat about it later. And yourself, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Uh, uh, your your challenge is taking on uh, 23 of the largest, toughest people in the country tomorrow. Uh, my challenge is getting a six-year-old through online lessons and a four-year-old to do homework. So uh, uh, I think you've got the easier one, to be honest. But uh, such uh, 
such is the nature of it. For me, it's the nature of COVID, and it's, it's something we're all yeah. having to deal with. Before we get into the game tomorrow, uh, let's just backpedal a little. I know we, we had you on the show for the online version middle of last year when things were all reasonably fresh. Uh, what, yeah. What's the last stretch been like? What's it like being playing for Super Rugby and then Curry Cup in this COVID environment with bubbles and testing and social distancing and, and all these strange new rules? Yeah, I think it's it's been something different and something new for all of us. Um, you know, like, for instance, like playing in December, you know, it's the hottest time and you should know up in Joburg, it's it's not very comfortable uh, to be training and playing at this time of the year. And also this, the part of like not being able to go home, you know, a lot of us um, live in different parts of South Africa, you know, we have guys from the Karoo, uh, Joburg, Pretoria, Durban, and everyone is always excited to go home during Christmas and New Year's. And that's ha that hasn't happened this year. So uh, that's been also quite a bit of a, a shock to the system. And obviously mentally that plays a role. And I think also like the delays of everything uh, with, with isolation and having to postpone a few games and miss a few games and just the whole, I think, I think, well, not just sportsmen, but I think everyone's going through a bit of a different period. So I think it's something unique. Hopefully it won't happen for another, another season like this, but yeah, it's been quite hectic, but it's been good at the same time, um, you know, getting closer with the guys, you've had to keep your circle small. Um, but yeah, we've tried to, to create our own environment and enjoy it. I think down in Cape Town, our coaches and have, have, have put in a lot of effort to try and make sure we're in a good headspace, and which I think they've done well. So we can't really complain in that aspect, but otherwise we are. It, it gives an idea of, a, let's say, a day of training. Uh, how does it work in terms of what you have to do now in a COVID space? that 18 months ago, you'd never have even thought of. Yeah, so I think, yeah, it's a lot different in terms of, like, a week ago, we were only training in groups of five. You know, two weeks ago, we are training in groups of five, which, I mean, going into a semi-final is quite, quite uh, different to how we'd be, how we'd be training. Um, and I mean, like, for instance, like we'd go in, we'd have a test in the morning. Um, there'd be temperature testing with all these apps that we've got now. Um, the gym facilities are, you know, it's almost everything gets cleaned. Everyone has their own sanitizer. Um, some things are prolonged Some because of that, you know, because of all those processes. Um, and then we'll go into meetings, but then like some of the meetings are split up because of numbers. And then after meetings, it'll maybe treatments and strapping, and then we'll go into a forward session. But then sometimes we we'll have someone positive, so then the forward, then the forward session has to be postponed to the next day, or everyone has to go home. So I mean, that's how like things have changed, and I think, but I think the guys have done well to like adapt, and uh, especially guys who haven't been in the system long for a long time, the younger guys. I think. I think it, it must have been very weird for them coming to a system like this, you know, but at least half or more than half the guys have been through it and then know how to handle a week and all of that. So I think it's been very strenuous, tough, but I think, yeah, it's, 
as I said earlier, everyone's going through something, you know, no one's having normality in their life. Uh, it is so weird. It, it also gets a bit tiresome because we always talk about it. So I, I won't impose any more on you with two exceptions, two last COVID-related questions of a slightly lighter note. Uh, the first yeah. one of those, uh, out of your current DHL Stormers squad, who would be the best person to be quarantined with and who would be the worst person to be quarantined with? <laughs> Definitely the best for me now would probably be uh, Pickles, Chris Vansell. I think, yeah, I enjoy his banter. Um, and he's not shy. He'll have a few beverages with me. So, you know, I think we'll get along quite well. Even, even, uh, even though he's so much older than you, Skara. <laughs> yeah, I hope he's not watching because he hates it when you mention his age. <laughs> and, and the, the second question was the one not to. Uh, probably Peter Steff. Would be tough to do to do isolation with. <laughs> do we do we get a particular reason, or do we move on to the next question? Yeah, yeah, you might beat me up next week, so I think we'll move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The uh, the other question I wanted to ask uh, during the course of of isolation, you've obviously been uh, getting in training, getting to play, but uh, away from the field. Uh, for most people, it's home. It's you know, watching movies, PlayStation, all this stuck on. What have you been keeping yourself busy with? And have you learned a new skill? Are you now a banana bread master? Uh, what, uh, have you picked up anything during all this time you've had at home? I actually didn't pick up in the first. I actually lost some weight, which I tried to do. But I think I'm picking, up, picking it up again. Um, but besides that, I actually tried to do a bit of sign language. But um, I think I lost some steam like a week or two in, so I didn't do too well with that. Um, but I, I think with the lockdown, I've had time to do other things and that um, I haven't spent a lot of time on. Um, I've done a bit of charity work and um, I focus on more of my off-field stuff, which um, I've, I've neglected a lot during um, uh during season so i think those are the main things for me and sp and spending m time with at home and uh with the missus and so to answer your question no i haven't learned much and i haven't become a banana bread pro and, <laughs> and but become better <laughs> <laughs> i think we've got far too many banana bread bakers as it is i'm very happy that that is the answer to the question. Let's uh, let, let, let's move back onto the rugby, and it is it, yeah. it is such a big week, but it's such a strange week as it has been for, for the last stretch. Normally, you're running out onto the field. There are thousands and thousands of people. People are screaming your name. They're yelling at you. There's just that electricity. Now suddenly, you run out, and there are half a dozen people, and they're all carrying water bottles or helping to lay a TV cable, TV camera. What were those first games like when you ran out with just nobody there to cheer you on? Yeah, I think uh, those were like super, it was super awkward and super weird. Um, but yeah, also for me, I think it was, it's a lot stre less stressful than normal game. But I mean, that's what rugby is about. I think we miss the banter from the crowd, um, whether you're home or away, um, you miss like, especially driving into Newlands and in the bus, seeing like how, as the day progresses, how busy it gets. Um, 
Yeah, and sadly, it's something that we're starting to get used to now. Um, but um, we can't wait to to have the crowds back. Um, yeah, it's just not the same. You know, it's almost like a training session with with just a bit of a, a bit more a bit more intense. So yeah, I think everyone has their own view and their own experience. But I think from my side, I think there would be those would be the main things. You know, and I think we as a rugby player. And we feed off a lot, um, especially in um, the people around us. Um, so it's, it is a bit awkward or weird, but it is what it is right now. You get to play tomorrow at Newlands when normally people say, well, you're playing at home, that should definitely give you the edge. Suddenly that crowd is not there anymore. To what yeah. extent will knowing that this might be the last game played at Newlands have in terms of affecting your drive out there, your your motivation to come away as victors? Yeah, I think um, like we've always known that this year would be our last year in a way. Um, but we, you know, it was the last Super Rugby, the last this, the last that. So that was still fine. But I think this week we've actually like let it sink in. You know, now it's literally it could be the last the last weekend. So. You know, you we've all like spent more time in meetings, and us as players, you know, as um, young and old, you know, have like everyone has their different story and their a different memory and a different family member or a different, you know, someone that they meet at the garage. Everyone has different stories. Um, like we are the ones that like gonna close that chapter. So it's been quite for a lot of the guys who spoke in meetings, emotional. And people who have like is some of the guys who are third generation playing at Newlands, so you know it's Newlands has a connection to a lot of the people, and even with me, like every black, white, coloured people mm -hmm. I meet, they all have a story about Newlands and how they used to sit maybe on the on the um, Carl's Corner or the Young Pickard. Um, you know, everyone has their little story, and for us. It's like we've got that task now to just give it like it's almost like the final tour, you know, when an artist goes on their final tour, you know, we those guys who have to like close that chapter for, for Newlands and hopefully we can do it proud um, because, you know, it's there's just so much history and so much that has happened there. Um, yeah, so it's been a hectic week, uh, but yeah. It you uh, you talk you talk about everybody having a Newlands story. We're getting plenty of stories coming through already. Uh, John Gallant telling us that he remembers his first Curry Cup final in 2001. Uh, I remember going to watch the, the newly formed Stormers when I was in my first year at university and they still had that dreadful jersey with that 26 different colours on. I think it was a, a woman called Megan Kolinikos who designed it. It was dreadful. Um, what... Uh, <laughs> What was uh, what was your very first Newlands memory, and and were there any of the the province players who were particular heroes of yours growing up? My first uh, proper Newlands memory was probably when uh, when I came to Newlands for the first time. Uh, we were on an under thirteen tour. Um, we played Sex Ronnebosch Bishops, and then we. We did a tour. I don't remember who took us on the tour. I don't remember any, but I remember speaking at one of the podiums inside where the referees used to change. Um, yeah, and I think we actually spoke about that. I spoke 
about that today in today's meeting. Um, yeah, it's like so weird, you know, being for a lot of the guys growing up, looking up to like Flicky and, you know, obviously everyone has a different era that they watched growing up, you know. Um, and then now we, the guys, who are closing the chapter at Newland. So, yeah, that is quite a special or... Yeah, for some guys, you know, we, or we wouldn't like fathom like being, you know, anywhere close to where we are. And now we get the chance to play on the field that we've we've all looked up to. And so, yeah, I think it's, it is obviously it's it's hard not to say that it's emotional. So, yeah, I think everyone has their own different feeling about it. But it's going to be sad to see um, uh, or, you know, I think most of us, it's sad for us to see us leave Newlands. I see uh, Ivan Etzebeth uh, watching their last game at Newlands, best stadium in the world. Uh, it's not just uh, the end of uh, an era uh, in terms of the stadium, but uh, with you guys playing together in this game as, as a team, it, it closes that particular chapter. Uh, and just Ivan's a good example. So some extraordinary guys who you've played with and, and become incredibly close friends with. And if I, I look at the DHL Stormers, it does seem to be a real aspect of you guys as a team. You love ribbing each other. You love having a bit of fun at each other's expense. But you're a very close-knit group, aren't you? Yeah, I think we are. I think um, uh, I think it's, it's changed from when we started um, uh, in rugby you know, there was not a specific, but there was a there was a, always like a divide between the juniors and the seniors, and I think um, uh, we, well we have a lot of older guys now in the team, but I think we've we the the, the environment has become more uh, inclusive for everyone. You know, whether you're a youngster or a senior, um, you know you you can feel free to crack a joke in a meeting, and I think that has just like let everyone's guard down and. Everyone can be themselves, you know. You don't have to feel or act in a different way, and yeah. And I think hopefully that will help us in the way, you know, going forward and for tomorrow, um, you know, because we really are a close, close team, and um, you know, we're always together. Our WhatsApp group probably tends for a few screenshots that are going to be going from this <laughs> into the WhatsApp group, and. You know, so I think we really enjoy the banter and the, the the group that we have. And, yeah, it's something special. And it doesn't happen every year. It's not the first time it's happened. But I think also the coaching staff we've had also has opened that sort of um, uh, space for us to to have. And, yeah, I think no, I, I don't know anyone in the team who would say that they can't be themselves in the environment that we have right now, which is something unique in some teams. Yeah, and I think it's wonderful. I think it's an aspect that many teams could learn from. Uh, I'm wondering how new it is. What, what was it like for you when you came into the dressing room for the very first time as part of a match day squad? Were there any of the, the older guys who were particularly good about making you feel welcome, making you feel at ease? Yeah, I think... Um... We were very lucky when we started. We had like some incredible humans, some incredible people, not just on the field, you know, but off the field. And uh, I think that helped us settle in. Um, like, especially the guys in my year that, that started, Sam, um, Sia, Eber, Franz, 
uh, Damien Dialendi, you know, um, guys like Skalk and Andres Becker and Tian Liebenberg, uh, De Kock, Stian Kamp, uh, Ricky January, Paula Conradi, uh, Conrad Jantjes, Peterson, you know, we had a really Jacques Ferry, we had a really, we were lucky we had like a group of guys that are so, so easy to, 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 I don't know, mingle with or to, I don't know, get intro introduced into senior rugby with, which, which made it easier for us. But um, we had people that played in other teams that didn't have the same experience, you know. So I think we were very fortunate and very lucky. And uh, as, a, as a result, we still speak to those guys or I still speak to those guys today, which is, I think, something very special in the rugby industry or in, the, in rugby itself. And... Yeah, it's something that uh, I really get and will cherish. And yeah, now there is a there is a camaraderie to rugby that uh, that few other sports are quite able to match. Uh, what about uh, in those early days when you you suddenly found yourself? Oh, I'm in professional rugby now. I'm surrounded by all these guys I've been watching and, and growing up supporting and and being a big fan of. Uh, yeah. Who was the first person where you really had to pinch yourself and go, Oh my goodness! I'm on the same field as that guy. Yeah, I think the the two main ones was Andres and was Brian. Um, because like at the time we started, me and yeah, we didn't have a car, and and with it was either uh, um, Anton Fancel, Andres, or or Scala sometimes who would be giving us lifts. To training because we stayed in Newlands and as we had to, or I had to pinch myself sometimes, you know, sending a message to Andres the night before training. Can you please give me a lift to training, you know? And the year before, I had the photo, his photo on my wall. So like, <laughs> that was like pretty hectic. And and I think when I was younger, um, I don't want to say like I always was in trouble like with. Small things though, like wearing the wrong kit and all of that. And I think Brian, like Brian, always like covered up for me because he was also he went to kids as well. So like we'd travel and I'd wear maybe the wrong shirt or wrong shorts, and only because I'm just I was low scope that time, and he would just cover up for me and say no, no, it was like he'd make up some story, and you know, for me as this like 1920 year old. Having a guy like that cover, you know, I also still had to like pinch myself, like just, until just before running on the field, you know. So yeah, I think those were probably the main. Um, also with Scala, um, you know, he was very for us the youngsters. He helped us so much, you know, from intro like making us make sure we're comfortable in the team, and yeah, those are. The, the, some of the players that we'll never forget. Yeah, and, and, and you probably now understand that uh, that you'll be having a similar impact on some of the younger guys. Uh, you might not realise it at the time. You know, maybe Brian and Andres didn't realise it at that time, just how much they influenced your career. And uh, and you've now got the, the chance to do exactly the same. Yeah, I'm just looking at these comments from Duncan here. So. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll get back <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I don't know. I think we we sometimes talk about it and um like some of some of the older players and we say, You think these youngsters look at us like <laughs> we looked up at some of the other guys? <laughs> and yeah, we sometimes doubt that. But um yeah, I think time's gone so po so time's gone by so quick. Um, you know, it feels like yesterday that we were playing under nineteen and all those those first tours and a lot of firsts and now like I'm not saying it's close to the end but I think uh, <clears throat> time has gone so quick and we just hope like we always tell ourselves when we're together we just hope that we can add value to especially the younger guys and to the union itself as much as what we absorbed and learned from the guys that were seniors when 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 we started playing and I hope we we've done that or we are doing it and yeah it's you know it's the circle of of, of anything in life uh, whether it's sport or business you know they 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 there is always that cycle and yeah it's, it's uh, but I think we've had we've all had good journeys or some of us or most of us have had good journeys you've also got plenty of experience There we go. Uh, you, you've got experience. You've played in big games. You're a Springbok now. A lot of your teammates. Uh, uh, you've got World Cup winners in that squad. Uh, so being able to uh, to take on the pressure tomorrow, not something I don't think you'd be too worried about. But there is the added element of you playing the Sharks, and especially in the Curry Cup. Uh, Sharks versus Province Curry Cup over the last decade has been a, a particular rivalry. Uh, what does that add for you to tomorrow's game? Yeah, I think I think I've played two or three finals against the Sharks. And every time the home team usually loses. So I'm just hoping tomorrow's not like that. I don't I haven't found like in a while. But I remember twenty twelve we played there. We won. Twenty I'm gonna get the years wrong, but I remember twenty thirteen I think they came here. And they won, so it's always been a bit hectic. But yeah, there is a bit of a, a thing with, um, and I mean, our drought was when we played the Sharks. You know, I think we had won, I think in nine or ten years. So, yeah, it is. But I mean, we wouldn't want any other team to play this weekend. We've missed them twice this year already, or in the past season, because of COVID. So I think it is. It will be a nice. Challenge um, for us um, and for our, hopefully for them as well. Um, yeah, we're excited. We're definitely excited for it, and yeah, we do love the the Sharks boys off the field. But I think um, on the field, you know, it's something else. And yeah, we 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 will we'll have. I don't know if we'll have a beer after the game, but uh, you know, we'll definitely be a, a bit of banter after the game. <laughs> it's it's always an element of rugby that I struggle to get my head around a little. The fact that you do spend 80 minutes attempting to break each other's bones at the bottom of rucks and 20 <laughs> minutes after the game, as long as it's not a COVID time, you have arms around each other, having a beer and best friends in the world. It, it is a, a particularly unique element of rugby. Yeah, no, definitely. I think sometimes you also, you know, you get in the heat of the moment and you, you do something that you're not supposed to. Um, but as you said earlier, the camaraderie that you build and the, the friendships that you build, 
you know, they, you could, they could be a few punches thrown. But after the game, that'll be the first guy who comes after the game and gives you either apologizes or um, just wants to patch things up. So I think it is a, a unique game. And, I mean, the friendships you build um, is on another level and that just goes globally. And, yeah, so I think we're very fortunate to have and I think it's one of the most thing, one of the things that I enjoy the most about the sport, you know, um, uh, having that and building all those friendships all these years. Let's have a quick look at the, the side for tomorrow. The most important player in the rugby team is the hooker, which makes you the second most important person in the squad for tomorrow with, uh, with Bongi starting off. Uh, very, very sad not to see Stephen playing uh, out with, uh, uh, with an injury issue. So uh, you've got Alistair Vermark in instead. Uh, a very underrated player is, uh, is Ali Vermark. Uh, and still a, still a really strong tight five, both starting and backup. Yeah, I think yeah, it is sad not having um, Stephen uh, starting, but uh, we actually saw him this morning, uh, um, and yeah, he had a few words to say. And but I think Ellie's Ellie's been around for a long time, and um, he's a very experienced player. He hasn't played in about eight nine months, which is a bit hectic. But I think in a knockout game, um, you know, all the adrenaline will get him through. Yeah, just lost you for a yeah. second. I think Scarra ran out of data there, so I've just uh, texted him <laughs> some more. Right. Okay. Is it better now? There we go. Just uh, just stop downloading those videos on your other phone from the Wi-Fi, Scarra. Okay. Okay. Thanks. Um, yeah, I think we've got a good, uh, uh, a nice pack, as you said. Um, Stephen was Stephen came along uh, this morning and watched a bit of training and just mentioned how um, yeah emotional he was feeling. You know, uh, probably it could be one of the last games, and he's given a lot to the union, and he would have loved to to be on the field. Um, but yeah, I think we've got a lot of guys that have come through, in, especially in the last two, three years with Adams and JD, um, Yaku, a bit longer. But yeah, I think we've got a nice mix. We've got a lot of experience with France and with Ali, um, uh, Chris Vancell, as well as Sia. Um, so, coming down as well. So I think we've got a nice mixture of youngsters and a bit of uh, experience. In, in the back. Well, if, uh, if you did see one or two small technical issues on Skara's side here, but Etzebeth has cleared it up. Apparently, it's uh, uh, it's Uber Eats phoning Skara for his uh, his evening <laughs> order coming through. Um, how, how, how does tomorrow work? Do you all sit and watch the, the Bulls-Lions game as a team? Are you busy warming up at that stage? How, how does the day play out? Um, so we'll probably meet... We used to meet at the hotel, but tomorrow we're going to meet at Kelvin Grove. Um, I actually should know what time. And then, <laughs> and then we'll have a quick, like people, guys that need treatment and stuff will do that. And then we'll have lunch there and massages, everything the guys need. And then, yeah, 
a few quick meetings, forwards, backs, and team meeting, and then we'll take the bus across to Newlands. So, yeah. So, do, do, yeah. Do, 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 you, do you get any of the Lions-Bulls game, or is that, uh, is that clashing former? Yeah, yeah. So, we, we do get a bit of the first half um, traveling, either, when we're traveling either on the bus or just before we get on the bus to, to Newlands. But we have a, quite a bit of time when we get to Newlands where some of the guys watch on their phones and stuff like that. So we'll probably max, maximum just before half time we'll, we'll, we'll be able to watch. And then we have to warm up. Uh, I know the carefully rehearsed diplomatic answer as written for you by Duncan would be, we don't mind who we get in the final, but I think we can say quite openly that you'd love to see the Lions beat the Bulls because then you know uh, if you do beat the Sharks, you've got a home final to give New DHL Newlands one great final send-off. Yes, I think, yeah, definitely. Um, we'd love to... You know, if we if we if we win tomorrow, um, we'd love to have one more game at Newlands. But obviously, that's not in our hands. And yeah, I think it would be an awesome match or t uh, game to have as a long game um, on the on the pitch. Uh, we won't keep uh, Scarra for too much longer because uh, the Uber Eats guys at the front door uh, and there is a big game tomorrow. Uh, if you do have a final question or two, you're welcome to send it through. Uh, but I would like to ask you, uh, your best memory at DHL Newlands will be uh, a victory tomorrow followed by a victory the weekend after. But up until this point, uh, what is the highlight of the time that you've spent at that most iconic of sports grounds? Yeah, I think I have a few. Um, my debut is quite high up there. Um, you know, playing with obviously at that time was was a super um, a team full of uh, Springboks, which was which was quite special for me and something that was only a dream for me. And probably the other one was yeah, I think playing my fiftieth and hundredth this year. At Newlands, I think yeah, we've 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 been mates for a very long time. We shared those moments together. Um, I think it was pretty cool on the same game. So yeah, I think those are the two that pop up uh, right now. But obviously, there's many other memories. But yeah, those the, those are the two at the moment that um, yeah that come up. And then a, a quick throw forward to, to the memories to come, the ones to be made in a, a, new, a new format for rugby uh, going forward. The days of spending weeks each year in Australia and New Zealand and uh, more recently Singapore and Japan and Argentina have come to an end. Uh, heading off to Europe, uh, how excited are you about that? How much are you looking forward to playing some rugby in different parts of the world? Yeah, I think I'm going to miss... Gonna miss uh, down under and, and and you know that side of the world and um, you know we, we and Argentina and that, um, Singapore and Hong Kong, but I think uh, uh, there's also something different. Um, it's I think part of the world that we don't get to travel as much unless you, if you're on end of year tour or something like that. So I think uh, there'll always be like changes in rugby and I think now we at that stage where there are a bit of changes and yeah I think the only thing we can do is look forward and be excited you know there's no, I don't think there's anything that's holding us back um, 
Yeah, and we've made good memories that side, and hopefully uh, we've left our mark as South African players, you know. But, yeah, this is something new that hopefully we can start on a good note uh, and represent um, people back home. Uh, it's, a, it's a fascinating direction rugby is taking. I think all the better for South Africa. But we, uh, we await uh, and we, uh, we won't get to that until we get past the end of this Curry Cup season. Final one for you, Skara. Uh, yeah. Super rugby, international rugby, uh, seen uh, around the world as being the, the pinnacles of region and then, uh, uh, and then international rugby. Just how much would winning the Curry Cup mean to you and the teammates this season? Yeah, it would mean so much. Um, you know, as I said earlier, what what that stadium and what Western Province means to a lot of players. Um, and we're going to have a few, as it happens every year, we're going to have a few players leave, you know. Um, we've all had a tough year uh, on and off the field. We've all had our issues. We've all had problems. We've all, had, we've all lost people. Um, you know, it's just been such a tough year and there's very, been very little... We, we spoke about it this morning. There's been very little positiveness, you know. Every time your phone rings, you know, someone's sick or someone's gone and, you know, everyone's had their own little battle. So it would be nice just to, you know, all the sacrifices we've made, um, all the isolating we've had to do, um, you know, it would be awesome just to end. Not only um, Newlands, us leaving Newlands, but also just the... the, the all the, the hecticness that we've gone through this year and uh, we had moments where we could just like everyone could have a moment to speak about how they felt and yeah you know everyone has a different story and but the ultimate goal was you know to to lift the carry cup I think uh, John Gallant, who's watching, sums it up perfectly. For us at home, it means so much. And, and you and the Sharks and the Bulls and the Lions, the Cheetahs, Greg, because everybody's played the season. Uh, we know that it's been enormously tough just to get on the field, let alone yeah. play. And you've entertained us royally, and we're, we're enormously grateful for it. Uh, best of luck tomorrow. Um, although this is a completely neutral show, it is not a completely neutral host because uh, I went to university in Cape Town and uh, I'm a, a big DHL Stormers fan. Uh, but I uh, just look forward to a really good game. And uh, there is added incentive because I believe uh, uh, Megan Kolinikos, who's global head of food and wine at DHL, uh, said something about <laughs> a team dinner at Nobu if you win the semi final, and uh, something about the Maldives if you win the final. But I'm sure you can speak to her about it. Uh, Scarry, good luck. Uh, to you, to see it, to the team. Uh, yeah, enjoy the game. Not much longer left in Newlands. And if, for whatever reason, tomorrow is the final game, uh, I hope you leave it on a high and uh, add one more to the many great memories we've had from uh, THL Newlands. So uh, thank you and, uh, and no, very best of luck tomorrow. And, uh, and also, please thank uh, your media manager, uh, Duncan, who I know uh, was actually in matric with Chris Van Sale. Not many people know that. Uh, please <laughs> give him a, a big thank you and uh, enjoy tomorrow, Skara. Thank you. No, thanks a lot, and uh, sure I'll see you soon up in Joburg. We look forward to it. The, uh, the yeah. wine cellar is waiting. Yes, please. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> Cheers. and Tabani joining us uh, from Cape Town. I'm up in Johannesburg, ahead of the Carling Curry Cup final, uh, semi-final tomorrow. Two of them, the Bulls are at home to the Lions first up, and then a game that's become a real grudge one in the Curry Cup context over the last number of years. The Sharks down in Cape Town to play what could be the last game ever 
at DHL Newlands. It's fairly simple mathematics. If the Bulls win and they're the earlier game, then the final is at Loftus no matter what happens. If the Lions win, then it's up to the Sharks and the Stormers to decide where that final is played. Either way, it's great to have rugby back. It's great to have South African rugby back. And as you can see from Skara, even though the crowds aren't there, even though it's a very different environment, it does still mean so much to the players. And wonderful memories too from one of my favorite guys in sport as he prepares for tomorrow. So big thank you to Skara on the eve of that semi-final for joining us. Uh, we've got a whole pile of people we're chatting to over the next while. I think we're catching up with David Higgs and Jason Goliath next week. And I'm also hoping if he can get signals somewhere in Costa Rica uh, to speak to Big Joe Benica. Remember Big Joe, very different life he's leading now. We've got him on the agenda as well, plus a couple of cricketers. Thanks for tuning in. Remember, the Dan Nichol Show, season 13, presented by Bradstrock, kicks off in April and will be building up on Instagram Live through that right until then. Have a terrific weekend. Enjoy the rugby if you're watching. Keep strong, keep safe. I'll see you next week. Goodbye.